episode 91 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. I almost said this is Chris. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting. We could play, we could be opposites for one podcast if you like. Free Friday, even though we're recording hey. on Saturday. <laughs> um, anywho, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in to a new episode. We're a little bit later this week. Sorry. Um, we tried recording earlier this week and just the internet gods were not about us. I, you know, I did reset our, my router. Maybe that is helping today, but anywho, um, before we get into a bunch of the news, um, I wanted to say that we are looking for people to join the towel light nation, as it were. Um, we want writers, we want content creators, you know, uh, toy, you know, uh, Toy makers, I guess we do, but people who take pictures of their toys. Toys enthusiasts, video game enthusiasts, geekly people to join uh, to join us. We've been doing this for six years now. Um, some benefits. You get to work with some of the greatest geeks in the galaxy. That's <laughs> true. Uh, you also get to cover um, video games, uh, toy reviews, um, conventions, uh, what else? Art. I mean, like, there's a lot of different avenues. And I'll be honest with you, we do have a pretty good crew that we've had now for, geez, probably like four. four. I would say closer to five or five. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Moses is six. So, yeah, I mean, we've, we've had a pretty standard crew for a while. Um, we're not losing anybody, uh, but we do want to shake it up. We want to add some new blood. We want to increase our... Um, our range out there and um, you know, we're, we're happy to share stats with you and if you're interested in that, but uh, like I said, we get to cover a lot of conventions. We get to, to get too many video game reviews that we couldn't possibly uh, get. So if you're a video gamer, please reach out to us, but uh, email us. Don't forget to tell one at gmail.com or contact, contact us on any form of social media that we're on there, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all that. So I don't have to say it again at the end of this podcast. <laughs> but, um, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> if you're interested and we'd love to have you, love to chat with you, um, you know, reach out to us. Uh, even though it was last weekend, I did just want to real quick um, draw some eyes to the Nickel City Comic Con review that I did uh, earlier this week. Um, great con run by Dave and Adams. They did a fantastic job out in Buffalo, New York. So if you're in the area next year, please check it out. It's one of the first, uh, I guess like the beginning of the year cons for them. Um, they do one in April, then in May and stuff, but anyway, good con. Uh, so check out that article on that. And thanks again to Dave and Adams for having me come out. Um, so let's get into this news. Um, first things first. Didn't know. Valiant. We got some bloodshot casting. Um, as you know, here at uh, DFAT, we love Valiant. Um, huge Valiant fans. And this is a good step in the right direction with their first movie coming out. Vin Diesel will be taking on the main role um, as Bloodshot, Ray, a.k.a. Ray Garrison. Um, which I'm on the fence about. I actually really do like Vin Diesel. It just wasn't who I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about Vin Diesel's bloodshot? We, you know, my, my initial response was kind of negative on it. At the same time, I feel 
like this this franchise needs a familiar face. It does uh, to launch it, and I, you know, I like Vin Diesel as a, as a action star, and I have no real problem with him. So I think that I think it'll fit fine, uh, especially now that we've had these other castings, and it actually looks like a real movie is happening. So, yeah, yeah, I also like that Vin Diesel. Whether it's good or bad, he stands behind the movies that he does. Um, and for that, I think Valiant needs a champion and someone with his kind of star power. I mean, the Fast and the Furious franchise has made billions of dollars. They just opened up their new expansion in Universal Studios, the new ride. I mean, like, they're not... I know they're going to do 10 movies, but they've got spinoffs planned. I mean, the dude is... He knows what he's doing. And um, Yeah, just a side for, note. Just a side note. I mean, they, they just officially... Uh, uh, announced that uh, the Statham and the Rock movie been off this week. I think it was. I mean, they've been talking about it, but then they're like, "Yeah, this is officially going to happen now." So, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's uh, he's got a lot of clout. I mean, it's if there's somebody who can build, they can build a franchise around. He's got Riddick. He's got that. I mean, X, is, triple X actually. That triple, triple X. Some money. Yeah. Yeah. Even with uh, Ice Cube in one of them, and whatever, it doesn't matter. He still came back and did it again. You know. So even if the movie's kind of like. 10 years later, he came back and did it. You know what I mean? So it's like, he doesn't really, he's just out there having fun. So if he wants to have fun with this role and, and do something great with it, all, you know, balls to the wall, my friend. Yeah. Um, so in casting news, we got, uh, I'm going to, I cannot say her name probably. Asa Gonzalez from baby driver, uh, Michael Sheen, who's in Tron and underworld and a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, Outlander star Sam Huhan um, have all joined Bloodshot. Um, any speculation as to who these characters could play? Not really. <laughs> not not from my side. I um. I. What about you? Um. So, because they cast um, Miss Gonzalez, because I can't say her name properly, but she could play magic. His girlfriend, um, who's a geo man. I mean, you guys got to, I mean, Valiant, like, even though they've been around for a while, it's really easy to jump in and not get lost. So I implore all of you to start reading their comics. They do them all in arcs. Every new arc is a jump on point where they kind of give you a little recap of what's happened before. Yeah. Is Bloodshot Salvation end at issue 12? That yeah, yeah, that's um, it's gonna be done, right? It is, and then like so, his they kind of did the old man Logan thing, which is funny because Lemire has been doing the old man Logan thing for a while with Hawkeye and and Logan, but they did the same. You know, they gave him a daughter, uh, Bloodshot, and that whole thing. But anywho, because it's supposed to be part of a five movie deal that includes. Harbinger, uh, Bloodshot, uh, Harbinger Wars, I think, is would be at the end of the five movies. You know, obviously, they'll introduce some of the big characters like Exo and Archer and Armstrong and Ninjak and everything. So as far as speculation goes, maybe she's magic, even though she's blonde in the comics, whatever, maybe. And then the other two, you know, um, I would, uh, the one guy from Outlander, I could see him, he looks a little bit like Exo. You know, I could kind of see that. Michael Sheen. He flip-flops. Sometimes he's a good guy. Sometimes he's a bad guy. And I could see him being like maybe like part of the government thing that trying to tries to track down Bloodshot. So 
I do you feel like they're gonna expand the Valiant universe on a like a scale where they would put XO in there on in this one movie instead of building it from scratch, I, kind of building that world small and then expanding it, you know? I think they're gonna do the smart thing, which they kind of failed at with BVS. I think that they'll introduce some of these characters. Um, I mean, we got, I mean, it's written by Eric Hesse or whatever from, from uh, Arrival. We've got Neil Moritz is producing it, who is from the Fast and the Furious series. Um, he's a longtime producing partner with, uh, with Vin Diesel. And Dinesh, who was the CEO of Valiant, is also producing it. So, like, from what I've heard is that Valiant has full rights to do whatever they want with these movies. Sony's just putting up the money for it. And if that's the case, Dinesh did not steer us wrong since 2012 when he took over the company. So I feel like, yes, I think they'll put some of these characters in, maybe in flashbacks. You know what I mean? Because when they started out with with the Valiant, you know, that was the, the big reboot with uh, yeah. Valiant next coming and... You know, we didn't, I mean, I guess for us, like, we read it in the, in the 90s, but, like, that, that was a cool way to do it. They put everybody in that comic, and then yeah. they branched off, and I could see Bloodshot, yes, he'll have his own movie. It will be a, a fully Bloodshot movie, but I could see them throwing in some of these other guys and then, and then branching off, because Harbinger is the heavy hitters, right? Like, that's their, um, well, sorry, Unity is their Avengers, but... Harbinger is like the kids, right? It's like the X-Men. So I could see it being a story where Valiant's got to like, or sorry, uh, Bloodshot's got to like protect one of these kids, you know what I mean? And then, you know, Harbinger gets introduced in the movie, but so does some of these, maybe some of the members in Unity as well. Awesome. Yeah, I could, <sighs> yeah. I'm excited for this more news now that, you know, they've come out with this casting. It seems like it's, getting some steam behind it. So yeah. As you we'll can see. tell from the 20 minute rant that we just went on, we're pretty excited. <laughs> All right, guys, see you next week. Just do this. Whole <laughs> kiss. All right. So let's move on to Marvel. Um, Cloak and Dagger is going to make its two hour premiere um, on June 7th over at Freeform. You can stream it from the app. If you have cable um, or direct TV or whatever, it is on there. So uh, trailers all look good. I'm excited about this series. It makes me wish I, I would have watched Runaways, and I will. It's like all these Marvel shows are really looking good. Yeah, these these smaller these smaller Marvel shows, you know, after you know that aren't on ABC. Um, seem well, not that Reform's not ABC, but I'm just poking fun at Agents of Shield. Um, the we've been waiting for a Cloak and Dagger anything for a very long time. I remember. There was like talks of Cloak and Dagger since we were kids of in like, the nineties for sure. Yeah, there yeah. was there was a movie or TV or whatever it was going to be. Um, but you know we're in we're in the uh, we're in the high time for superheroes now, so it's perfect for all these 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 smaller properties, and we have the effects for TV, and we can do it the right way. And I'm looking forward to this show. I think it's a great story, and we'll see how they do the dynamic between the two of them. So. Oh yeah. Um. Michael Keaton is back as Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming 2 or whatever they end up calling it. And Jake Gyllenhaal has been cast as Mysterio. Um, amazing, in my opinion. I love Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor. 
I think Mysterio is a character that I want to see cinematically. You know, a lot of people ask for Craven. To me, Craven is like the first five minutes of the movie. You know what I mean? Like Craven's last hunt. There's a lot of weight to that. And um, I'd rather see Mysterio personally. Yeah, Craven's like Baltrog and Cap Two, man. It's like, yeah, it's, oh yeah, that, it's that scene for sure. It's yeah. yeah, it's like this cool little cameo where it's like you took the shitty character. Craven's better than Baltrog, but you take yeah. the shitty character, and make him better, and then you beat the shit out of him. So yeah, whatever. Um, I like you know the Mysterio is great. I like hearing these weird these weird villains because I feel like superhero movies and shows play it safe a lot of the time with here with villains. Uh, they don't they don't bring these these weird villains like say with Batman even like where's your where's Clayface been for you know since they started making Batman movies or you know all these weird villains so yeah it's great to have Mysterio plus Mysterio you know like you said it'll be a really neat cinematic experience if they do it the right way yeah it can go on many things he's a master of illusion so look at look at look him up the reason Uh, why old man Logan happened in the first place remember yeah it's true um Infinity War is due out digitally July 31st and Blu-ray August 14th. You can pre-order now at Target and Best Buy to get the Steelbook editions. Even though it's still making a lot of money in the theaters, you know, you still gotta, still gotta buy it, still gotta own it. That bit, yeah. I mean, I am a Steelbook fan, but I don't know what I'm gonna do moving forward since we just did this Black Panther thing. Um, you and I pitched in together to buy Black Panther on digital format. And you know what? I'm starting to really see the way of uh, using less of our resources. You know, if you can just watch it anywhere, watch the watch the extras anywhere. Like you can't beat that. So, yeah, I mean, the argument for a long time was that they didn't put the extras on uh, Voodoo, and that that was why I was like, okay, well, let's just keep physically buying them because I want to watch these documentaries and stuff. But right. Now they're putting them on, um, and you know, it's it, it's really hard argument to buy physical media outside of a Black Friday when it's like five bucks or right. like a, a you know some things like we have to like Screen Factory releases or Arrow video releases, you know, like movies that like Teen Wolf that I really want, and they have an insanely long documentary, but that ain't coming out on Voodoo, so I have to physically buy it. A lot of horror movies and genre movies, but some of these big tentpole movies, they're all getting released digitally. I can't, you know, it's cheaper too. So if they, if they can, when digital media first came out, they weren't making it very inviting. It was about the same price. And now they've kind of learned where they can make it a little bit cheaper and people will buy it. Um, just one last note before we move on. I'm same thing goes with video games. Um, like you, like, uh, you buy a video game digitally, or do you buy it as the collector's edition? Like when you really want it, what a day one, and you get that like you know those cool statues or whatever. So it's there will always be that time where you go back to digital or physical media. Video games, I am more apt to to physically buy it because um, because you Store, can't storage take space. It, <laughs> storage space. You can't take it everywhere. Like I could take a video game somewhere and play it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That that community, you know, idea, and it's actually a thing that super annoys me, you know, like that you can't travel um, with your cloud version or whatever. So uh, until that changes, I'll probably continue to buy video games. And to your point, you know, Red Dead Redemption, physical edition, 
You gotta have it. Nope. Gotta have it. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to talk about this next piece of news, to be honest with you. No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Black Panther 2 news, though. Um, this dropped this week, which I thought was kind of crazy. So Ryan Coogler yeah. um, said that he's working on Black Panther 2. Um, you know, it's there's a possibility that Michael B. Jordan will come back. Um, I don't really know what that means <laughs> for, for that to happen, but that's been, that's been a rumor. Um, back into reality after Avengers four. <laughs> right. And you never, you never know. Right. Because that's, that's the thing. Um, they've also been hinting around that Donald Glover would be the villain um, in the next one, but uh, Donald Glover helped out Ryan Coogler um, a little bit in the first movie. Um, Ryan Coogler said he's writing the villain as if Donald Glover is playing him. So, you know, he's in the family now. He's Lando. He's the voice of Simba. Um, once you're in that Disney family, you you bounce around those franchises. And I, I will not be surprised if, if that does come true. Agreed. We already see it happening. I mean, look at these. Look at the characters that are being shared already between the Star Wars and the Disney or the Marvel Universe. So it's it's great. It's a because these are these are top quality actors, too. And you can't. You can't deny it, like, oh yeah, they, he was in the, he or she was in this movie. I can't really see them being in this movie as, as this different character, but you get over that real quick. Real quick. I mean, it's a high quality caliber of actors that they get. Um, yeah, Com- so Comcast is trying to put in their bid to buy Fox, and it's stupid in my opinion, and almost like a non-story because Disney will not lose these rights. They will not lose. They have the most money outside of Apple, I think. They they will the Vatican. not lose. The Vatican. Is the okay, the Vatican. You're right. Outside of God. Um, right. Um, yeah, I mean, we seem to talk about this every week. Uh, and I don't I don't understand, like, yeah, yeah, Comcast is going to make an all-cash bid. I don't even, you know, what does that mean to Disney? I mean, doesn't Disney have probably twice that amount of cash anyhow? It's like, I we just we just made all our money back on Star Wars in a few years. No, you, that was four. That billion. was the first. That was the first year, man. Force Awakens. No, 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 no. They just they just made it not too long ago with uh, merchandising and everything. Okay. That four the four billion that they made that they paid Lucas for the. The rights for everything. They just made that back after, like right around the last Jedi or something like that. Before okay. after. Um so you know what? You know, these these other companies just need to go away because if you're trying to ruin like the Marvel Cinematic Universe for all of this, it'll be hell to pay. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Um so let's yeah, that news. yeah, right. <laughs> um all right. News this week. We uh we've been waiting to look at Zachary Levi as Shazam. Uh, we've gotten some behind the scenes looks, and people are up in arms as usual, or they love it, or whatever. You know, the the geek world is very bipolar. So uh, we saw on tw- uh, on Instagram actually Zachary Levi standing next to this great banner for Shazam with him in costume, drinking a soda like a kid would. You know, big gulp, whatever it is. 
Uh, and then the next day, the, the official poster was released. So we're getting looks at, we're getting a great look at him, just kind of like the upper part, nothing like serious, but, you know, it has the right tone, I think, for the Shazam movie. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, you know, a lot of people complained about the costume. They did DC it up. You know, it has little little lines and little crisscrossing marks in it, which is something that all superheroes do. You know, when you really look at Black Panther's outfit, it's insanely intricate. And same thing with Superman. You know, he's got all S's on that, on his uh, stuff. So Shazam's costume is what I expected it to be. Awesome, fun, and insanely intricate. People have a problem with that, how that looks? Because that's like, that's micro... Uh, thread mesh or whatever it's like they didn't know that at the time at the time they they didn't see that they only saw the big red thing as i said i don't even think that's like real like you know once they add all the digital effects and everything things look completely different i mean can change everything yeah yeah i think it looks great bright and happy that's 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 the good thing so uh next up gotham's getting a spin-off show uh, called Pennyworth. It's gonna it's gonna cover uh, Alfred's days when he was in the you know the what it was whatever it was in the uh, the Queen's Army or whatever. So I don't know if this is gonna be a spy show or what it's gonna be, uh, but we'll see. Uh, it's I'll watch one episode and probably not watch it again because I don't I don't know what what you're gonna do with this show besides make it like a throwback army show spy thriller i it's kind of weird to me so here's the thing it's only 10 episodes oh it's a mini yeah it's not a it's not a full show but that's great that's like yeah it's like a mini it's like a mini series movie then yep because it's it's coming to epics or epics um which is just like a it's owned by mgm um which is a subsidiary of warner again so it's just it's not like I always thought Epix was a, like a cable movie channel. That's the way I always looked at Epix. It was like, hey, Epix got the movies, or that's like their lo- the slogan. And then they're like kind of newer movies, but they're not the newest movies. That's, that's what Epix is. <laughs> yeah. And, and now they have TV. Right. So just a little bit more info. Um, uh, Pennyworth, a uh, former British SAS soldier who forms a security company and goes to work with Thomas Wayne, Bruce's billionaire father, in 1960s London. Um, and it's set to premiere uh, next year. So, You know, Alfred is one of my favorite parts of that show. That Alfred is one of my favorite ones because he's a badass. Um, so I would, you know, whatever. It's cool. Yeah, 10 episodes, sure. You know, that's uh, fine. I'll watch Check it, it out, please. Also in the uh, Gotham news, uh, next year they've put a cap on Gotham and it will be the last season and they will be kind of mashing up No Man's Land and Zero Year. So that's that's a pretty cool concept to me. I was pretty happy to hear that they're going to be wrapping this show up in in a proper amount of time. Not pushing it to the to the point where it doesn't make sense anymore or it's just a joke. Um, this show, it, it took a lot of work for people to watch it, to want to watch it, to get into it and, and understand what they were trying to do. And 
if you do, you love it. Some people don't like it, but I like the fact that they're going to neatly clean this up and say, yes, here's zero year. Become Batman shows over. We'll do whatever after that, you know? So not to be confused with year zero, um, zero years, the Zack Snyder run, uh, just so everyone knows. In No Man's Land, I can't remember who wrote that, but that's a Bane storyline, right? They kind of did it in uh, Dark Knight Rises in a shitty way. Yeah, it's... it's where weird. Gotham is, like, taken away from the entire world and no one can get to it. Yeah. It's funny because they went from, like, the long Halloween to this. So this is interesting that they've... They, they can they can kind of mix up the whole long long Halloween, all the villains into the oh, No Man's Land because that's that's basically the same thing. Like, yeah, this yeah. all happens. You're pitted against your worst enemies. Team up with your friends, kick ass. So, yeah. And Zero Year does the same thing because all the Bat family gets in there too. Let me ask you. Can I ask a question? It is zero. It is Zero Year because I, you first wrote Year Zero. I did. I, on accident. It's Zero okay. Year. It is right. Yeah, where it's, it's all, exactly. yeah that that storyline is one of my favorites. Uh, and it's all Riddler too. Yeah, he's the big bad. So, oh, shit, man, it's getting crazy. Um, all right, keep going, man. All right, over to the other side of DC TV. Uh, the CW is deciding to amp it up once again. Uh, next year's crossover, we're going to Gotham City and. Uh, it's been spec. It's been talked about. Uh, it's been mentioned, but we are always kind of like, "What the heck?" You know, DC owns all of its characters. Why can't we just talk about things? Why can't we just mention things? And they started to a little bit. Uh, but interestingly enough, uh, Batwoman will be the the character who's going to be uh, introduced first from the the Bat family in this universe. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's awesome. I think, you know, we've talked about it every episode. They really need to start winding down these these stories. Um, just, I don't know. You know, I, I am very excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited. I just think, like, where's the end? And maybe there's not because the CW and they do, you know, uh, Vampire Diaries and Supernatural for, like, 30 years, you know? So it's just, like... I guess guys just keep going, but if that's if if they decide to keep going and this is the way, then just get in Batman. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get in some of these other heavy hitters. Bring in Wonder Woman. Bring you know, go crazy. <laughs> that's what I want to see. That would be insane. I don't. I don't, hey. I don't think it's gonna happen. But you got you Superman, know, so I think it's gonna really. You're right. You're right, and um, I really think it's just. Now that it's kind of set itself apart from the the DC the DC Cinematic Universe, uh, and now with what they're doing with DC Universe, the streaming service, it'll allow them to kind of do their own thing if they want to tie that more into the movies. So I'd like having these these separate universes. And now that yeah, you're right. Why can't we show Wonder Woman? Why can't you show Batman? Um, you've clearly made it. You've clearly put it out there that these are separate universes. So yeah, and maybe they're not. Maybe it's another multiverse, you know, you could do whatever you want with this. It's DC. So be smart about it. Um, the, the CW also is doing a little bit of a schedule change for this fall. Uh, so let me just read it to you. Uh, since, uh, the charm reboot is, is starting up this fall as well. Supergirl is moving to Sundays, uh, which will be followed by charm. 
Charmed. And let's see, Arrow jumps to Mondays, which will be on after Legends of Tomorrow. And The Flash and Black Lightning will be on Tuesdays. So you can get your superhero fix by Tuesday. It's, you know, Sunday to Tuesday. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I actually really like that. Um, I think Sunday is, is, is a time that could be mined. And I think Supergirl... It's been fun. It's been hitting its stride. I, I think um, that now's the time. Yeah, we we talked about a little bit about this personally. Um, a lot of shows when we were growing up were on Sundays, uh, family shows, stuff that you know you could sit around the TV after a long weekend. And that's you know what? Maybe that's what America needs. Maybe everybody needs to sit around and watch Supergirl every Sunday. Are you saying that Supergirl is going to make America great again? Yep. <laughs> I'm making the hat. Oh, gosh. All right, let's move on. We're not talking anymore about that. We could talk for hours. <laughs> what about Krypton? Oh, Krypton. Wait, another DC TV universe. Um, wherever this show belongs in the continuity. I um, started this show. I like it. Uh, I haven't picked it up since I stopped watching it at episode three, so I got to get back to it. But it's been renewed for season two, so that's that's exciting. Um it's 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 a higher I think it's a higher production show. It is on sci-fi. Um, yeah, a little more money. It's got you know it's got it's got David Goyer writing it. As much as we make fun of him, he is a decent writer. Um, so I you know they're doing some neat stuff that I've been kind of spoiled uh, by you know having to write a website and always being watching the news. So I know a few things that are coming up. I don't want to spoil it for you or me or, uh, or not me, but anybody that's listening that hasn't watched yeah. it. But, it's some cool concepts, um, and we all know that Brainiac is the bad guy, and they're doing a pretty damn good job with him. So that's cinematic bad guy. I feel that that's what's happening on TV. Uh, yeah, maybe this summer. It's just, you know, Preacher showed their announcement trailer for season three. We didn't have it written down, but it's Vertigo. It's still DC News. Um, there you go. Yeah, it, it's just, it's you know, there's so many. And there's no stopping, I guess. They canceled Lucifer. So, you know, they are canceling Gotham. You know, they are. That's that's the thing, you know. These shows that are going on for like 10 years, it's like there's so much new blood coming in. Can we just refresh, you know? It's not to say that you're bad, but leave on a high note. You know, give these actors, they can do other things. They're good actors, you know, but so hard. Um, but, yeah, Krypton is another one I, I do really want to watch. Do it. Do it. And finally, DC News, uh, the DC superhero girls are getting a makeover. Uh, This was kind of interesting to me, only because it's a pretty relatively new property. And now they're they're getting a new TV show based on it, but they all look different than their... They look a little more edgy than their cutesy looks when they were first released. So I thought that was kind of odd. But who knows? Hmm. Yeah, my niece is obsessed with that show. Um, I mean, everything she owns right now is like from that show. So that's curious. Um, I hope they didn't make it too adult. That's like one of the things um, that my sister, you know, fears is like these shows can get edgy, these cartoons. And, you know, it's nice to have like, even though, I mean, these girls are like in high school, you know, it'd still be nice to have the kids like in, you know, like grade school and do something. (laughs) 
And I think maybe yeah. the streaming service might end up doing something like that. You know, it's something that Disney does really well, or, you know, Star Wars does pretty well by crossing all sides, you know, forces of destiny. So I just, I don't want them to get too edgy because I want my, you know, I guess my niece is getting older every year, but I'd like her to still have something that's accessible. So I'll, you know, I'll take a look and see like what it's going to be like, but I hope it's still good for little kids. It just looks a lot more a little more stylized and like almost that's okay if it looks the same um let me read it to you real quick um yeah the series imagines these beloved heroes as teenagers battling not just school-age supervillains but also the challenges of being in high school uh same thing right uh the show plans to tackle such issues as what happens with diana and her favorite study buddy and fencing partner katsu can't agree on how to Dole out justice as Wonder Woman and Katana. Or what okay, does Barbara do when she discovers that her Gotham Con bestie is teen fiend Harley Quinn? That's the that's the show. I mean, like that's that's a normal situation for them. So okay, that's fine. Cool. Cool. They just look different. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for those commercials. There uh, the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! We are back after those grand spanking new yet still the same commercials that we've had for years. <laughs> Hi. How are we doing? This is very true. We should we should we'll record some Yeah, let's do that this summer. Yeah, good plan. All right, let's get into this. All right, TV news. We're going to everything else now. News from across the Geekiverse. Uh, starting with Thundercats Roar. Uh, it's caused a little commotion online this week uh the latest reboot i'll say that it has been a while since we saw a new thundercats show uh which happened i forget but they did that anime version on nickelodeon uh which was awesome which was much more awesome than the original tv show listen i love growing up it is what it is but that show 
is not good. Um, <laughs> the anime did a good job and then it failed, like it stopped. So it's like, let me pose this question. The negativity that this show is getting, these Thundercats fans, are they, do they really understand what their fandom's about or do they not? Because what I feel is like they didn't really fight hard enough for that anime show, which was really doing good things for the series. And that was gone all of a sudden, short at a very shortened lifespan. And now it's not okay for their kids to watch something like this. I get the whole look. I get that Steven Universe look. I get the whole Teen Titans Go mentality. Like people don't want their shows to be desecrated or whatever. Or their their thought their thoughts and feelings hurt, you know, these days. So I don't know. I personally don't care about Thundercats Roar. Uh because I haven't been begging for a new Thundercats show. I'll give you another example. The Thundercats toy line that 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 they tried to do failed because nobody wanted to buy the toys. So is there a Thundercats fan base out there really, or is it just fake news? I'm just going to refer to what I wrote. If something's actually ruining your childhood, just don't watch it. Get off your high horse and remember that whatever it is, it's likely not even meant for you and instead for a new generation of fans. Pop back in your old VHSs from your youth and breathe. That's what I wrote on Twitter, and that's how I feel about this. Like, it's not about you, dudes. It's not about the, I don't know, 30,000 of you who sacredly have, you know, Thundercats tattoos. And that's fine. You know, I'm okay with that. Like, love what you love. It's just that don't get so bad out of shape because your old stuff, it didn't go anywhere at all. It's still there. You just don't watch the new ones. That's it. It can be said for Transformers. It can be said for, you know, G.I. Joe. It can be said for Heat. It can be said for anything that gets rebooted. Just watch your old ones. If it means that much to you, don't see the new ones. End of story. Well said. Well said. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, last time we talked about The Expanse, it had been canceled. And we were all kind of like, Why? Whoa. And it was a show I wanted to watch. I've been primed to watch this summer. That's why it got canceled. You didn't watch it. <laughs> That's I, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Uh, yeah. Don't watch something, it gets canceled. That's right. Chris didn't watch it, that show. Um, but, you know, as, as predicted, uh, another service has swung in to save it, and it will probably get even better because Amazon – is putting money behind the expanse, which means it's moving away from sci-fi, which has a little money behind its cable. But this, like, take a good show that's on like a decent channel and move it to a streaming service where there's money behind it. Man, they could do some great stuff. So I'm glad this show got saved. Yeah, um, Amazon's, you know, it's it's gonna get real heavy hit next year with fantasy. It doesn't really have a sci-fi show. Um, it's got Electric Dreams, which is like its answer to Black Mirror. And it's good. I watched yeah. most of them, and it is good. But it didn't get the same kind of press that a Black Mirror did. So Netflix got Black Mirror, Altered Carbon, which is really good. Apparently, the Lost in Space show is really good because it immediately got picked up for season two. Stranger Things, Dark, I mean... The list goes on with how many insanely good sci-fi shows that Netflix has. So this, you know, The Expanse sits on 100% Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the best 
critically received um, sci-fi shows ever, and yet it got canceled. So this is a smart move for Amazon. And um, even if they match the budget, maybe even put in a little bit more, still smart move. So yeah, you know, I'll, I'll have to catch back up and um, and watch it because that sounds pretty cool. And uh, I'm glad it's it's going to Amazon because competition only means better things for us fans. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And finally, in TV news today, Watchmen. Watchmen is picking up steam, the HBO series, um, which is being handled by David Lindelof uh, from Lost fame and comic book writing fame and odd story writing fame and confusing writing fame, Prometheus, everything that confuses fans out there uh, is probably from him. So when news of him taking over uh, Watchmen on HBO, you know, came out, people were a little worried uh, that he would desecrate Watchmen. Um, People say that Zack Snyder desecrated Watchmen. I don't understand that. Uh, Very false. Uh, So the Alan Moore fan club out there should be happy to hear that uh, the HBO series will be happening in present times and with new characters. Not to say that some of these old characters could show up, uh, ones that aren't dead, of course. Uh, But yeah, he wants to start this brand new world, uh, brand new stories, Look at the world that Ozymandias kind of created, uh, and you know, and see where it goes from there. So, uh, interesting enough, we got that this week, and then all of a sudden, we got the casting news of uh, this was kind of like bam, 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 all this stuff came out right away. And, um, oh, I didn't even mention this letter that uh, Linenoff wrote, he wrote this letter basically to fans telling them that he he doesn't want to ruin it, <laughs> he doesn't want to be that guy or you know he he loves what what alan moore and and um what's his dave um gibbons did and that 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 whole world is sacred to him so he wants to let fans know that he's not going to root it what do you think about that letter is that was that appropriate geek uh yeah i mean the letter you know goes through his his relationship with the comic um, starting, you know, as a, as a kid um, through modern day. And I, you know, and it, it was definitely a fan letter, you know, and I thought that that was really nice. It's, you know, the casting news, um, you know, we're adding who Louis Gossett Jr., Don Johnson, Tim Blake Nelson, Adelaide Clemens, Andrew Howard, um, Regina King is going to be the lead character in this series. So we already got a really insanely good cast um, in place. Older actors, for some of them, which I think is real curious. Um, I guess I, I don't know what I assumed. But, yeah, we'll just, we'll see. You know, it's still Damon Lindenoff. And as much as I like that letter, as much as I can tell that he has respect for the comic, it doesn't mean he won't completely fuck everything up with a series that has nothing, you know, not even like Watchmen, you know, that world. I don't, I'm not even worried about him screwing that up. I'm just worried about him making another nonsensical thing that asks too many questions without any answers. And that's, I feel like that would be really easy to do in the Watchmen universe. Oh, big time. You know, it's just like they always like base everything kind of like this philosophy of society and, and 
and the philosophy of the superhero. You know, that was the whole thing. And I like that about Watchmen, and I hope he doesn't make that too convoluted in in the TV show. So, yeah. So you know, that's uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah, but it was—it's kind of crazy though, because it was like one day was I wrote this letter, but and suddenly here's your whole cast. So he was just priming, priming everybody for those announcements that were just about to happen. So that's I mean, it's interesting it's, how that played out. They've been talking in the series for a while, you know. It's, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a new news as far as that's concerned. So no, it's just uh, a cool way to roll it out. I thought. Agree. I do agree with that. Um. All right, moving on to movie news. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Can I mention something? Oh, I just want to kind of, I just want to pose a question about Watchmen. So, if this is happening in modern times, and this is how do they treat the continuity with DC now? Uh, with say how they're doing Doomsday Clock. I haven't really read much of Doomsday Clock because I'm waiting, um, so I don't know. I I understand how it's set. So, how do you make a show that's set in current time? And also kind of play off what you do in Doomsday Clock, or you just ignore all that. You ignore just don't, all of it. You're not DC. You're just yeah. you're Watchmen. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. Um, John Wick three, it's coming five yes. seventeen nineteen. Uh, the first John two first two John Wick movies are out of control. I mean, they're so good. It's so much fun. Keanu Reeves is so badass in them. Um, and this third one is getting an insanely good cast, like insanely yeah. good. We get Holly Berry. Um, we get Asia Kate Dillon. She's on uh, Orange is the New Black and the show Billions. Angelica Houston, uh, Mark Dacascos, um, Jason Mantzoukas, you know, he's a comedian. Ian McShane, he's reunited with Lawrence Fishburne. Um and then finally, Lance Reddick, who's returning, is the the guy who like runs that hotel or whatever. But I mean, just you can't ask for a crazier cast. So I'm I'm super excited. Um, he's on the run. He's got a 14 million dollar open contract to his life because he killed Ian McShane in the second one. Spoiler alert! And now he's getting hunted. Probably all these people are just playing assassins <laughs> coming after him. And he'll probably kill them all. <laughs> yeah. I these movies are out of control and they're fun and they've even inspired a TV show. So do yourself a favor if you've watched them. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh I'm pumped up for that. Um James Bond, uh number twenty five. Daniel Craig is reprising his role and it goes into production in December. Um, with an expected release next year, probably November. That's usually the Bond time. Directed by Danny Ethan Boyle. Yeah. This movie could be insane. Personally. Yeah, I'm really... That's that's awesome news to me. Yeah. It was, like, you know, it, it was tough because it was like, is Craig going to do it? Is he not going to do it? It was blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to be Bond, and I want to be Bond again. So... Then there's gonna be a woman bond, so that's Bond twenty five is a is a probably a nice mark for if he really wanted to leave the series at this point. It's a nice little send off at number twenty five. I, I like him as Bond. I do too. Um, 
the last one, uh, yeah. Spectre, isn't that good. He's and not. he talked a lot of shit about being Bond. So that, to me, like, Daniel Craig doing it isn't as exciting to me as Dane Boyle directing. Um, yeah. Dane, you know, Dane Boyle's proved himself time and time again. And I don't know how many people have seen the movie Trance with James McAvoy. Um, it's got James McAvoy and Rosario Dawson. It's an insanely good movie and it has like a heist element to it. And, you know, Danny Boyle really can't direct anything, but it was, it was like one of those movies where I was like, this is crazy to me. Like you should, you should check it out if you haven't watched it and bringing that kind of aesthetic to a Bond movie, you know, Sam Mendes did an insanely good job. Um, so there's nothing, you know, Martin Campbell came back for Casino Royale. Like Daniel Craig's done some good stuff, but Skyfall was insane. Um, I think, you know, I think that this is a good move. So there's a long time James Bond fan. I'm excited. Yeah, regardless of what's said behind the scenes or whatever, the portrayal of Bond by him, I like, I like that. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's grittier. It's more, it's a darker bond. Um, you know, so I like those movies. I like, I like Scott, Skyfall is my, one of my favorite bond movies, man. What are you laughing at? Uh, <laughs> something I'm, no, something I'm going <laughs> to talk about pretty soon. Oh. It's kind of insane. Hold on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, like, that's my last thought on that. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm just going to say it right now. So Mark Miller this this morning, well, we recorded this on the 26th, said that there's a new Netflix movie in the works. You know, he's got lots of plans with Miller World. Um, in comic book news, real quick, the Magic Order is still available for pre-order. It may be out, but his his new comic is coming in June. Um, so, And that's a collaboration between Netflix and image i think which is weird but anyways netflix owns miller world so anyway he said got a new movie in the works so all these people are replying like what is it what's happening you know what's what's gonna come about and um i wrote it would be cool to see nemesis because you could do it for cheap it's been in the works for a while and wouldn't it be cool to see joe carnahan direct it because he had written a script Joe yeah. Carnahan replied to me right now. He <laughs> said, if they use the script, my brother, and I wrote, yes. <laughs> I love social media. I love Joe Carnahan, honestly. Yeah. I was so sad when he didn't, he's not doing Bad Boys 3, but the dude writes some insane, insane scripts. He's worked with Netflix before. Um, his movie Stretch if you haven't seen that with Patrick Wilson and um, uh, Chris Pine is a weird little movie about a limo driver that Patrick Wilson plays. And just kind of like, it's kind of like a nineties movie where it's just like one night, you know, and like all the adventures that the guy goes on. Um, It's, it's a, it's a very good movie. Very weird. It's just called stretch. Like a stretch limo. Um, But Joe, you know, Joe Carnahan writes these insane scripts and, you know, Hollywood is like, oh my God. Like he wrote, you know, remember he wrote Uncharted was supposed to, it's, it's a Joe Carnahan movie. And he said it. he wrote like one of the most insane action sequences he's ever written. And, um, you know, he did The Grey, he did A-Team. 
you know, the guy knows how to do some crazy action movies. And uh, hopefully we see Nemesis because of my tweet. Yeah, I mean, Nemesis is that one that they really need to make. Uh, just this kind of set Miller world apart from everything else. Like, yeah, hey, this is another comic book, you know, um, franchise. People are like, oh, great, whatever. But then you really got to you got to understand what he does in these books and how off the wall they are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Nemesis needs to be made. It's insane. Um Question: um, The are you the the comic deal is through Image? No, the, Miller World is completely owned by Netflix, right? But the Image is putting out this comic, but it's They're like publishing Image, the book. Yeah, oh. exactly. That's it. That's it. Because I mean, he's worked with Image and Marvel, you know, for a long time. But I'd rather see him continue with Image. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so sorry about that. I just because Joe Carnahan wrote me back. I that's that's <laughs> I had news. To, I had to move that up. Yeah, uh, Lego Movie Two is coming out. It's called the second part. Comes out next February. First one is great. Can't wait to see the second one. Heck yeah. Um, Toho is planning its own shared Godzilla universe. Um, they're kind of scrapping what they do with Shin Godzilla, which is stupid and weird. Um, and they're focusing now on. They said there's no reason why they can't do what Marvel does, where there's Godzilla, there's Ghidorah, there's Mothra. They all have their own movies, and then they all meet in like a big King of the Monsters battle royale movie. So now Toho goes up against Legendary and see who makes the best shared universe? Yeah, which um, they kind of teased a little bit for because they said, actually, I didn't write that down. The new Godzilla movie, Godzilla 2, will be called King of the Monsters. Which, you know, duh. <laughs> it got a new release date too. Oh, back. did it? When was that? I don't. It's like in maybe I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. Still excited to see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Netflix news, Idris Elba will be starring, producing, and directing the Hunchback of Notre Dame movie. Yeah, that's why that's one of the reasons why I put it down. I thought that was pretty uh, <laughs> intensive, right there. That's very uh, that's a that's a lot of jobs. So the the modern version of Hunchback in Notre Dame, I think, in most people's minds, is the Disney version. But the Hunchback in Notre Dame did start off as a Universal monster, so. Does it say like what version they're going with? No, okay. I I didn't look too much into it, but when I saw it was for Netflix, I assumed it's going to be the Disney version. No, that it's not. That it's these okay. darker darker fantasies, uh, fairy tales that we've been seeing coming out lately. Uh, kind of, mm-hmm. you see this more now that Disney's remaking all of their stories into live action, and all of a sudden these other studios are like like the Mowgli one. We just got a Jungle Book. Now we got a darker version of the Jungle Book coming out. Um, so I think that they're saying there is an adult interest in, in a darker version of fairy tales. Cause we all grew up on these, but we don't necessarily, like we des- don't necessarily just want to see a Disney version again, which is like a live action rehash of the story. Maybe they want something different. Maybe they want the real tale on, you know, like grim, the grim brothers 
version of everything because that's that's cool too you know everything is dark much much darker than what disney makes it up to be most of the time yeah i'd like to see the real version of uh the little mermaid because it's evil Um, they just they just did that they they i don't know where that is it's a little little mermaid movie just came out i don't know if it's that one Mm -hmm. no that that Um, was that was what i was thinking of when i was yeah, I guess we'll see what's going on. In uh, the last piece of Netflix news, um, Michael Bay and Ryan Reynolds um, signed a deal together uh, to do a movie called Six Underground. It's going to cost over $100 million, which I think is the most expensive Netflix production other than Bright, which is $90 million. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they, they are in the movie-making business. Um, series as well, but, like, I like that they continue to do this kind of stuff and get away from studios and all that stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's like reshaping Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg <laughs> signs on to Netflix. That's next year's article. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. Going in video game news, um, Xbox reveals adapters for players with disabilities. This is insane i i was just really um blown away by this and i watched the trailer and um i'm sure that sony and nintendo will follow suit very soon after but kudos to microsoft um for doing this and i I thought it was a really smart thing and it's one of those things that's like oh why didn't we ever think about that (laughs) you know you expect it from nintendo um, but wasn't expecting it from Microsoft, so I thought that was really cool. That's that's great news. Yeah. Um, so also in video game news, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 got a trailer. It's called Blackout. Um, they're getting away from single-player campaign. They're introducing their own Battle Royale mode um, in line a little bit with Fortnite and a little bit with Overwatch. They're doing multiple zombie modes, to be honest with you, I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in years. This looked insane to me. Did you watch the trailer? I did. It looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a big Call of Duty fan in the first place, but unless they announce Borderlands 3 soon, we're going to have to find a multiplayer game to play. Oh, <laughs> we, have, we have Red Dead Redemption coming, too. So. Yeah, and that's zombie mode. Yeah. It's back to the old days right there. We are yep. playing that for many, uh, many hours together. So, yeah, I mean, Black Ops, you know, these Call of Duty games, um, you know, what's funny is uh, I just I, I saw something with the Battlefield 5. People were giving that slack or shit because um, it's not realistic enough. So, you know, I don't know what people want because it seems like all these games are going into different territories and then they go back to like old. So, I mean, have fun with it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was um, this can you take this one? Yeah, a little little news on the PlayStation front. Uh, for some reason, PlayStation Five started getting talked about this week. Uh, so the response from Sony, um, I believe, was it won't probably won't be announced for another three years. Uh, so PlayStation Five is incoming, but not not yet. It won't be announced for another three years, probably. Uh, they're still working on stuff with PS4. They haven't even mastered that. They just, you know, there's so much you can do when you push a video game system. We learned that with PS2. We learned that with PS1. 
you know. We learned it with every single PlayStation. It yep. is the most, to me, the most innovative uh, console ever made. Because when you look at Jumping Jack Rabbit for the first PlayStation and you go to Final Fantasy IX, it is like, two, I mean, it, it's like completely different gaming machines. They, they make those things. They're more expensive, but they make it to last like 10 years because they, they make it so that you, they don't even know the full capabilities of these systems. They, and not to mention PlayStation 4 has already transformed into the, into the, the higher, the 4K one, the Pro. So you've already, the you've Pro, already, yes. You've already changed your PS4. You've already updated it midway through. So you haven't even pushed that Pro to what it, you imagine what the Pro can do? Oh my God. They say, they say the PlayStation is so powerful that it can, it can run like nu- nuclear, uh, nuclear rockets or something crazy like that. The technology within the PlayStation is, is that strong. So think about that way, people. World yeah. domination with your PlayStation, if you want. PlayStation domination. Hashtag. All right, sorry. Go on. Take some Star Wars news. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. Star Wars weekend. And exactly... It's Saturday today, um, second, the third day of uh, Solo being in theaters. So you've seen it. You saw it opening night. Uh, you've convinced me to go see it this weekend. So I'm seeing it this morning after we get off this podcast. And I'm pretty pumped. Uh, people are having a good time with it. A lot of surprises I heard. So we will talk about this movie more uh, probably on our next show. Let's, let's, let's plan one. Or at least we don't have to do a full show if you just want to talk about it. I don't care. Yeah, what do you got to say on so low? I just want to talk about the the numbers right now. Um, it's looking like it might be 140 million over four day weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which is low. Yeah, it's also against Avengers. It's also Deadpool. against Deadpool two that just opened up a week ago. So there's that. Also, this is a movie I guarantee will make more money next weekend. Not like oh, yeah. 140, but it will just it won't it won't have such a significant drop. This is a movie that word of mouth is going to because the word of mouth before this is troubled production, uh Ron Howard had to save it, the kid isn't good actor, acting coaches, blah 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 blah. And you know, I went in with all, like horrible expectations, completely low expectations. So I understand those things. We run a news site. Um but that being said now that people have seen this movie and now the reactions are coming out from actual fans and they've been positive, myself included, I think it's going to get a lot of people out of the woodwork who were afraid to go see it opening weekend because they thought it was going to be shitty. And instead they will see it next weekend when the weather probably dips again. Yeah. It's my, I actually, it's my first Star Wars movie. I didn't see opening night. I just didn't see the poll. Yeah. I wasn't, I'm a huge Star Wars fan and I was not pulled enough by this film to want to go see it opening night. Um, nor did I feel really guilty about it. And I'm actually glad because like I said, uh, and you just said, word of mouth is going to make this movie money. So like, I wouldn't yeah. have gotten to see it this weekend if you didn't like love it as much as you did. So uh, you're right. It's going to pick up steam. Um, and it's Star Wars. So people are away this weekend. It's, a, it's one of the big first weekends where people actually go out and travel, go camping and get out, get out of the house get out of town. So it's a weird weekend to open movies in the first place. I get that people do go out this weekend, but I, I also believe that a lot of people do other things this kind of weekend. Go back to the yeah. holidays. Star Wars. Go back to the holidays. The Christmas holiday. 
the winter. Yeah, I, I, I do. You know, I think we talked about it before, yeah. but it it needs to go back to to December. And until until you have two a year, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah. Next up, Galaxy Edge. Galaxy's Edge was uh, it's going to be opening next next fall or next summer. I'm sorry, next summer at Disneyland and late fall for Disney World. So you know we gotta we gotta plan a trip. That's it. We'll talk about it off. Um... When it's not booked for the next five years. Well, we'll talk about it, but we're we're thinking 2020. Yeah, that's all. Not 2019. We were thinking September next year, but I think we're just gonna wait till 2020 and Where, maybe Florida? try to. Yeah, it won't be op- open next summer until late fall in Florida. It's open I'm, here in California next summer. I'm saying I don't think we're gonna go at all until 2020. Right. You probably won't be able to if you can't go Correct. late, late, late fall next year. Um. Sure, let's plan it. All right, big Star Wars news of the week. After Solo came out in theaters, they decided to announce the Boba Fett movie. And it will be written and directed by James Mangold. I shouldn't even say they decided to announce it. It's been on the slate. I don't know if it was ever off the slate. It was, I don't even know, like those visual slates, if they really need anything. The Marvel ones do to me, but um, yeah. Boba Fett's back on the table. I I care. You don't care, according to your article you wrote yesterday. Uh, did you read it? I did. I did read it. And I get it. And I feel the same way. Um, you know what? I like Boba Fett as a character, and I think that the body hunter aspect of the Star Wars universe is very unfarmed in the new canon, and that there's a lot of ways to do this. And I just think if you take this movie and you put a bunch of bounty hunters in it, and make it a lot of fun and badass. Then I don't. I don't know. I I just think there's no way around this anyway. We're gonna get a Boba Fett movie because he's such a popular character. I mean, if you go and refer to my Hammers of Justice article at don'tforgettell.com, I do say all the reasons why I'm excited for it. The only reason I'm not excited is because I'd rather see an Obi Wan movie, which I've said since the outset. That being said, the things that I am excited for, without giving any spoilers to the Han Solo movie, I can see some interconnectivity between a Bounty Hunters movie and what was set up in Solo. So, with that being said, it would make complete sense to do it. I just think that the Obi-Wan movie is such a win-win-win. You know, it's, it's basically just dumping money on Disney that I just don't know why it hasn't been announced, but... You know, maybe they want to wait another five years and hope that Ewan McGregor doesn't die in an accident. Not kind of what they hope it never does, but jeez. Yeah, that went that went dark real fast. Um, Sorry. No, I, I guess what you're saying, but this is this is the point where Disney has to make a decision. Are you going to start putting two of your movies out a year? And when is this going to happen? Because these slow, like, oh, we're going to do this. We knew you we were going to do this. So let's get to the let's. Is Solo the testing? Is Solo that movie that's going to say, yeah, we can now do this? Can we <coughs> can we build this world? Yeah. Um, what's his name? Eindrich is, that's his name, right? Uh, Han Solo. He's Alden Wright. Alden Wright, whatever. Um, he signed on for three movies. So is this one of them? Is is a Lando movie also part of those three? You know, 
it's a smart like let's let's think about smarter ways to do this except like except making like set trilogies you know or set like i don't want to see three Han solo movies let's 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 kind of farm that world and and make different movies within that time period or you go post jedi and you take him after the after, like the aftermath tease where his armor's just sitting in a sand crawler and you make a brand new Boba Fett because he doesn't need that armor anymore, you know? So I don't know. I don't want to see the kid Boba Fett. I would rather see it more Civil War period or post Jedi. Yeah. Um, you know, I think again, in my article, I, you know, if we saw the movie take place, as a bounty hunter heist movie, um, I could see that being really cool and being pre-Jedi. I could also always want to see something post-Jedi where him getting out of the Starlight Pit. But, yeah, you know, I think that with the success of Marvel movies with three a year, and I saw that new Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer during Han Solo, and I hadn't seen that trailer and I was like blown away by it. Like the stuff that they're doing in that is out of control. But um, they've got to realize that they should be doing one in May and one in December. Like oversaturation or whatever. You don't announce a Ryan Johnson trilogy, a series of films by the Game of Thrones guys. They're not doing those right there. They say that's five movies right there. Plus this Boba Fett movie, that's six. Are you saying you're going to wait until uh, 2025 to release all those? Highly doubtful. They're probably going to go to two-year year. I, I hope so. Um, because I don't really feel like Marvel oversaturates anything. So I don't think so either. And they're doing three, in, in three movies in like five months, and they're not yep. oversaturating it. So, you know, I... I People, people are Black Panther still in theaters making money right now, and they came out. And then Infinity War will probably still be in, in theaters when Ant Man comes out. So it's you know it's just the way it is. Let's have fun with it. Yeah. yeah. You right. know what time it is? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. Uh, clap us in. <clears throat> Ready? Yeah. All right, toy enthusiasts and action figure lovers. Let's talk a little toy news this week. Uh, first up, Mesco came out with an, another surprise figure, one that was not announced anywhere, not at Toy Fair, <clears throat> not anywhere. Uh, so we got our first look, and the pre-order is now up for Logan. <clears throat> the fifth Wolverine figure from Mesco, I believe. And this one, it does some things that tempts me to want to get it at the same time. It does some things that really pisses me off. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the figure. It does have very similar looks to what the old man Logan does with, except he has jeans. He has like the, the tank top, all this, uh, the normal Logan look. Now what got me like, were the heads. I was really excited at first because I look and I see like the patch head and I see like the normal head with a hat on and then I see the snarling face. But then I look closer and I realize the hat doesn't come off the normal head. The normal head that I would want for any any pose or anything like that. You don't get a normal head. 
The snarling head is a half snarling head where he looks really goofy to me. Uh, yeah, he does. I I just like they don't want to mat. They don't want to give you the same head as the tiger stripe. I don't get it. Like just give us that that head sculpt where he's angry, or even fix that head sculpt because I don't like it. It's it that one with the tiger stripe doesn't even look good to me either. Um, the best one that they give us is the one with the hat on, and the patch head. It doesn't make any damn sense to me because give me a give me that damn white suit he wears. So I you know it's tough because. I just, I just wish they would have went a different route with at least one of those heads. Yeah, this is the kind of figure that God knows I want it. Like the jacket too, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and you could, you could put them on the uh, if you get a motorcycle, or whatever. It's cool, but the head sculpts kill it, and it makes me not want to buy the figure. If this figure, I find it for half off somewhere, I would snatch it up in a heartbeat. But in the for eighty bucks plus shipping, right now I just. I can't get behind it. You guys kind of messed it up with the sculpts and not making the... Why glue the hat to the head? It makes zero sense. You didn't do it with Old Man Logan. It doesn't exactly. make any sense. Exactly. I don't I don't get it. Um, the Old Man Logan come with one head? Yes. There you go. That's probably why. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, too. That's um, also weird, yeah. You hear that, Mezco? Stop making weird decisions. All right. <laughs> next up. Uh, we got a tease from an overseas show of the next lineup of a ton of figure art figures. Now I'm talking about show. It's a yeah, yeah, come on. I don't know, man. I'm living in America. No, joking. Uh, Tomashi Nation show has popped up in different areas. There was one at Grand Central when I lived in New York. I, I checked that out one time. It's cool, except the fact that most of the cool figure arts don't come to America, uh, unfortunately. So the but the ones that we got teases of. Harry Potter, those will definitely come to America. Those are amazing. Can't believe they made those. Um, I think it's because I started watching movies again. <laughs> we also got to look at Marvel, new Marvel ones coming out. That's cool. And then we got to look at the, like the slew of Star Wars figures they decided to make this time around. It's like everything, everything from uh, Boba Fett on Carbonite. Uh, Yoda. Wick, Yoda. Wicked, Yoda. Yeah. Wicked sitting on a log eating a cracker. Uh, the Jawas. <laughs> all these all these figures. Right when you oh, crate Luke, you know, when he does his little hologram version of himself, astral projection or whatever. Um, Sorcerer Supreme, Luke Skywalker. All you know, all these figures are coming out right after I decided to give up figure arts. So I'll probably get that bubble pet though. Definitely looking good. They are. They are. Um, what do you think about those Harry Potter figures? I really like them. Um, I don't want the kid versions, unfortunately. Mm. I want them a little bit older. Um, I pro- you know, If it was Prisoner Azkaban version, I'd probably be a little bit more apt to get them. Um, and, you know, it's Harry Potter. It's, one of again, one of the biggest franchises of all time. They'll make more. They'll make a lot more. Um, they'll make them for every know, year. They'll make them for every year. So, you know, and I want them like battle damage and stuff. So I'll get, I'll get them. Like when the Voldemort gets released with like a flowing cape and his wand out with like an effect of shooting the wand, like or Bellatrix Lestrange. I mean, game over. Like I'll be getting some of those figures for sure. Awesome. Yeah, they look good. 
Next up, uh, Deadpool doing great in theaters right now. Uh, so DST is putting out a premiere collection of Deadpool statues. Now, DST has really moved into this, like, like full steam ahead into the statue business. Uh, we know this. Like toys, just so some people don't know. What's that? Oh, yeah, sorry. Diamonds like toys, DST. Um, Mini Mates, select figures, all that kind of fun stuff, guys. Get out there and check them out if you don't know them. Uh, but they've really moved into the statue game lately. We noticed that the last time we went to uh, Toy Fair that they were saying, yeah, premium statues are the way of the future. Not even just premium. I'm sorry. They have statues for everybody. Plus, you know, they're affordable. I mean, that's the big thing. Some are. Some are. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess you're right. Not even show prices. That's true. I'm, that's, yeah. I mean, when you say $150 to $200 for a really nice statue compared to like $500, yeah, you're yeah. right. That's right. Nice. And, it looks, and they look good. They look good. Um, the other little bit of news from DST, uh, people were a little questioning what was going to happen once TRU, Toys R Us, was gone. Uh, Toys R Us had a lot of the Diamond Select uh, exclusives, and uh, it looks like they will be partnering with GameStop. Uh, so, little news there. Yeah, I mean, it's a natural transition. Um, something that probably should have happened a long time ago. I don't know if maybe who dropped the ball on it, but glad to see that that's going to be happening. Uh, GameStop owned by, uh, who is it? Think Geek. Think Geek, yeah. So. Hopefully that means they'll be doing some stuff in ThinkGeek. You know, they've got so many great things, you know, Diamond Select. You know, they can they can go in so many different directions. Bottle openers alone, you know. I mean, so that's good. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whenever you go into ThinkGeek, they have a lot of cool stuff, uh, and including display cases with statues and premium things like that. So it's a perfect fit, much yep. more than I think Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us yeah. was just a big corporate animal that, you know, I I really had little respect for. Uh, so I like the idea that, you know, because ThinkGeek and GameStop is really, GameStop has improved its collectible game. And I think it's vice versa. I think GameStop owns ThinkGeek. They purchased ThinkGeek? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's the other way. Hmm, that's weird. Because they started making ThinkGeek stores. That's Remember? true. Yeah. Because it was only an online company, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe. But, um, you know, the thing about GameStop was they started, once they once they had ThinkGeek, it was like they started to kind of change how their displays were, and it became much more collector-friendly. And that little corner of every GameStop was definitely, a, you know, collector's corner. Now it's so, the whole store. Basically. Basically. So, yeah, if you're toy hunting, make sure you're always checking your GameStops. Yep. And think geeks. <laughs> uh, last bit of uh, news for the week. Two Hot minutes. toys. Well, the other thing's just an announcement, but this this got uh, is this for Hot Toys? Han Solo is the only one that was released so far from that movie. Yeah, and it doesn't look anything like the actor. It it looks better. <laughs> it, it looks. I mean, like I guess, I, yeah, it looks like a better like version Han of Solo. that kid. Right. Like, it's... <laughs> they took the face capture of Harrison Ford and whatever his name is, and they oh. made an ultimate mm-hmm. young Han Solo figure. Um, 
So that, I think it looks cool. Um, there is a Chewbacca coming. You can definitely tell that they've they've made one because they're showing pictures with them. Uh, so yeah, that's out for pre-order if you love hot toys. But yeah, if you want to drop two hundred dollars on a on a figure that <laughs> only kind of looks like the actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, I'm just waiting for my Empire Strikes Back Han Solo. That's, yeah, seriously. That's my, uh, that's my last Han Solo purchase for Hot Toys. Yeah. And finally, guys, uh, there's a couple of really cool uh, toy programs out on Netflix this week. Uh, first up, The Toys That Made Us Part 2 is out. Uh, that Hell came yeah. out. Started streaming last night. Legos, Transformers, Hello Kitty, and another one. Um, this one looks really good to light up. Uh, I love the first series. I'm glad yeah. that they've that they're doing these parts. I like that Netflix um, has kind of split up their shows a little bit because it is a little rough when you binge watch everything and then you have nothing left. Um, Star Trek, yeah. Star Trek was the other one. Oh, Star Trek toys. Those are popular. Are they? I, are you kidding me? Shut no. up. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was that line from that convention at the DST uh, panel about the Star Trek? Uh, We've we've dealt with those toy enthusiasts. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we've uh, we've observed the the level of of dedication that those toy collectors have. So um, the other thing out this week, the story of fun. The oh Funko Funko is also part of the of that, isn't it? The part two. No, this is okay. just what you said. Okay, so Funko actually just has its own movie out this week. Uh, mm-hmm. The story of fun. Uh, so check that out, Funko is a licensing genius. Uh, and to be honest, for what they've done in the time period that they've had, it's amazing. It's it's insane. It's I, I put it this way. I bought a Green Arrow Pop, and two years later, I sold it for $600. Out of the box. Insane to me. That collector market is, is unlike anything you've ever seen in your life. Like, I... When you're part of these Facebook groups and everything like that, it's just it's those are the hardcore ones. It's it's crazy to me. Yeah, I never, you know, I buy the ones that I like. You know, I bought all the Saga ones because Saga is one of the best comic series of all time, and it's not even close to finish. Um, but you know, every once every once in a while, mostly if it's something I feel like is weird, you know, like Dark Crystal. You know, like things where I'm just like, really? You made a Funko for that? Or like uh, Ferris Bueller or Buffy? Like, so, and, and it's it's insane because almost every single thing at this point is a Funko. I'm just looking at some of my books and I'm like, is there anything that are not Funko in this house? No. You don't have any Michael Jackson ones. I got my Michael Jackson toy over there, but. That there, is my, there isn't Michael Jackson pops? I don't think so. They, or they're retired and they're thousands of dollars. <laughs> or that, jeez, yeah. Trying Pop. to find a Michael Jackson Pepsi can is like killing me right now. <laughs> oh, I'll keep an eye out for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, where can you find us, Chris? We are on the interwebs at don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, it's your daily source for news, reviews, interviews, and more. Uh, also, Casey did mention, but I'm going to mention again, we are on social media. So come. Check us out. Talk to us. Interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
become a content creator, you know, reach out to us. Um, we don't bite, uh, we want more, uh, coverage of things. And, you know, we really want to grow the, uh, geekly galaxy that, uh, we've been a part of for almost six years running. Um, we're also coming up on episode 100 where we'll be doing a giveaway. Um, we'll be filling up a mystery box, um, from all facets of the geek, uh, community. So, uh, stay tuned for that in the next, I guess, couple months because we do about once a week. But yeah, um, you know, we're really excited. Summertime, right, right around, right around the six-year anniversary, which is July 29th. Um, we will also have the 100th episode. So, and we'll be doing a giveaway. First, the stars are aligned for Twilight Talk, and don't forget a towel. Yep. So. Um, yeah, this is Casey saying, uh, you know, watch those Watchmen. <laughs> and this is Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs>